Oh, you know it's going to be one of those days. This is Tim, this is New York Giants Trade Talk, powered by Online Big Blue LLC. Oh, why just talk about Tyrod Taylor, the whole Tommy DeVito issue. I want to talk about the courage of Daniel Jones. <laughs> I, 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 I just... Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I've said this before. The, the cesspool known as Twitter just makes me smile, just makes me laugh, just cracks me up. Because you have all these people on Twitter posting pictures of Daniel Jones a couple weeks after his ACL surgery, walking in the locker room saying, you know what? You can question his play, but you can't question his heart. <laughs> Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Having ACL surgery now is not like having it in the 60s and the 70s. Gail Sayers, who tore up his knee that fateful day against San Francisco, had had a complete ACL tear, had tore other segments of the lig- ligaments, and this was in the 60s. He had this archaic surgery, came back the next year to lead the league in rushing as a comeback player of the year. That was courage. That was a definition of courage because of the fact that it never happened before. It's never been done before. You tear your ACL now, in two weeks, you're back to work. <laughs> I've had ACL tear. I've had an ACL replacement surgery. Oh, excuse me, I rephrase that. I've had an ACL tear and an ACL surgery, which also would prepare my meniscus, my, my, excuse me, my mid-meniscus, came back in a year, also had a complete ACL tear where they took my patella tendon and strung it across my ACL to make me a new ACL, and now I have four titanium pins in my knees because this was back in the 90s before they had all these other surgeries, but I must be a hero then. <laughs> I mean, I, I just love it. You can't question his toughness for walking without crutches two weeks after an ACL surgery. <laughs> oh my God. Have we, have we become this? I, I, like I said, I always go back to it. And I get, I used to get so mad when I saw these reports about we're the dumbest fan. People have voted us the dumbest fan base because honestly we are. <laughs> I mean, this is what, this is what we've succumbed to. This is what we are at four and eight. We're, we're, we are, we are extolling the accolades of $160 million man because he can walk <laughs> two weeks after an ACL surgery, which is not that big of a deal nowadays. Most people just go back to work and don't say anything. Speaking of going back to work, we have our old buddy, Tyrod Taylor. Were you expecting me? So you're, you're injured. You know, you're cleared yesterday. Were you expecting you just take back over the start? Like, were you surprised when you found out you weren't going to do the start? Um, no comment. You can tell Tyrod's not happy about it. And, and I, and I, and I, and I understand, I understand that from Mr. Taylor, because as an athlete and as a professional guy, has been in the league for a bunch of years. You want to start, you want to play. And, and the look and the no comment and his, 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 his demeanor and his mannerisms, it, it just kind of, um, it kind of you just kind of look at it for a second. You just say, "Well, you know, this is a guy that's disappointed. This is a guy that's a competitor. This is a guy that wants to be on the field. When Tom Brady does it, he's a competitor. He wants to be out there. When he's yelling at people, he's trying to make his players around him better." Tyrod Taylor comes back from an injury, and he 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 has a rookie quarterback in front of him, uh, undrafted free agent Tommy DeVito, who has played well enough the last two weeks. And he does not come back and get his job back. So yes, I w- I think I would be I would be a little perturbed. I would be a little upset. So the question is always when you ask Brian Dable, um, you know, you know what's what's going on? Could this potentially fracture the locker room? 
And um, I, I think we need to, let's see if we can't, uh, let's see if we can't get the Brian Dable clip coming up here. A reference to what he said is asking if Tommy DeVito could hurt the locker room. I don't think it hurt the locker room, but let's, let's listen to what he, let's listen to what Brian has to say. You're pro. Obviously we know he's a pro. Yeah. Do you worry at all about the perception that it could send to the team that, you know, it doesn't give you the best chance to win, that you are looking to the future maybe while trying to win? I'm not saying you're not trying to win. Yeah. No, no, I said I covered that yesterday. Um, reason why we went with Tommy and, you know, we're moving forward. So he's just, he's just not going to answer the questions. And I've said this before about Dable. You can be Belichickian when you win. When you were admired in a four and eight season, or mired, excuse me, in a four and eight season, being truculent, being short, being someone that doesn't want to re-answer questions again, that just comes off kind of bad. And I, do I think starting Tommy over Tyrod is the right decision? Yes. Tommy has been playing. Tommy's been getting the reps. Tommy has earned the right to continue to start. He is two and zero. Oh. He's, he's still taking an abundance of sacks. I'm, I'm worried about his throwing motion. I'm worried about what the Green Bay defense is going to do to him. I'm worried about what the Green Bay defense is going to throw at him. But as a guy who has done everything that this organization has asked him to do, yes, I think he, it is the right, 100% the right decision to start him. I really do. I think it's the right decision to bring him in. I think it's the right decision to keep him in the lineup. I don't think there should be any animosity within the locker room. Now, this will be a different story if the Giants lose or get blown out. And let's let's say for argument's sake, the Giants are down 35-7 in the third and you bring in Tyrod Taylor and the game ends 35-28. Then there's then there's going to be some questions in the locker room, but that's that's hindsight. I mean, it's, hindsight's 20-20. And also the fact, I'm going to use another cliche, it's a catch-22 position. So Dable can't win on this either way. But I, I think at times the way Dable talks to the media now, like I said, it was cute last year. When you were 9-7-1 and one, and you beat the Minnesota Vikings and you have a playoff win, like I said, it was cute. We are all like, oh, he's, just so, he's just so Parcellian. That's such a Belichick answer. But when you're 4-8 and eight and you're down to your rookie quarter, corner, excuse me, quarterback, rookie undrafted free agent, it, it, comes, off as, it comes off as kind of dicky. Do you, if you if you truly want me to be honest, it comes it comes off a little bit dicky, and, and I don't think that uh, I, I don't think that that is something we need. To, I, I just I'm just I don't know. I get worried about it a little bit. Uh, I also want to hear. I also have the clip. For, let's listen to this clip. Can I listen to? Let's get this clip on as well. This is um, uh, Tyrod Taylor uh, on what Brian Dable told him for his reason to starting Devito. Like, like, what reason did he give? Um, same reason he gave y'all. That it gives the team the best chance to win, and Tommy earned it. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. Was Do you agree Is with that? Um, Tommy has played. Uh, he stepped in and played well uh, within the opportunity has given him. Um, obviously, injury and time off is always tough. Um, I would just say my, my injury was just had bad timing to it. Uh, bad timing to it. I, I, I love that. I love that. But then you go into the press conference again, because like we're going we're gonna to battle this back and forth. We talk about if there's a long-term element in starting Tommy DeVito from Brian Dable. Is there a long-term element to this decision, or is this purely about this game? 
Yeah, I just say let's get ready to go this game, um, and then we'll, you know, like we do every week, Pat, revisit things. But um, you know, Tommy's Tommy's going to be the starter. So there's really no long. So he's saying there's no long term assessment on this. I, I'm sorry, I do have to come up with a bullshit button because I think that's a, I think that's a cop out. I think that's another bullshit answer. Uh, if you want me to be if if you want me to be honest, and let, let's also hear what he says in reference to Tommy DeVito giving the Giants the best chance of winning. Them decision. Yeah, I think Tommy's done a good job. He's improved uh, in each of the games he's played. Um, I thought he played. You know, well, the last two games made good decisions, was accurate with the football. and uh, He's also played two bad teams. Earned the right to play. Do you feel it gives you the best chance to win? Yeah, everything, every decision we make is, is for that reason. Would you See, but there you go. He gives you the best chance to win, but now you're telling me it's, and it's not a long-term question. Oh, my God. Uh, you just reach the point with this franchise sometimes and this fan base that, that you, you kind of just have to shake your, you shake your head a little bit. Um, and let's, let's hear to my, this, uh, let's see here. Let's see. I, I love that. Like I said, we already played the no comment clip. I love, I love the no comment clip, but I think I got a second, no comment from Tyron. Was there a conversation, I guess, when you were talking with Dable, what it would take to win back the starting job? No, man. So Dable doesn't even give Tyrod the chance to the, or the understanding to see what it would take to win back his starting job. Now, don't forget, Tyrod won you a game, too. I'm not blaming also Tyrod for that loss against Pittsburgh, but Tyrod could easily be 2-0 against actually an actual good team as well. Just, I, I'm just throwing this out there. What you, do you, is that something you, you wanted to talk about with Dable or you kind of wish was brought up? Um, no comment. A lot of times you can say... It's always the look. I, lo- I love the no comment. But it's always the look from him. It's always the look. He looks away. He looks to the ground. I, I, I just wonder at times, and like I said, I'm not privy to the locker room. I don't know. But is Dable, this, is Dable truly this great communicator with his team? And, I, and I'm cur- I, I, just, I just wonder about that at times. Is, 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 he, truly the great, is he truly the great communicator? Because it just makes you kind of pause a second. And then, like I said, we, we've talked about this before, and I, I, ne- I never shy away from this, but there, there is a segment of the fan base that is just so ingrained and hyped for Tommy DeVito. And sometimes you, you just kind of question, you know, why? Why, why exactly? And I, and I never shy away from it. Because I, I, do, I, do I think at times there is a racial element involved? In, in some of the fan base's thought process about Tommy DeVito starting over Tyrod Taylor. If you didn't question that, if you didn't think about that, if you didn't bring it up, I, I mean, honestly, you're, you're not really being realistic in life. Because, you know, like we've talked about it before, there's, there's a racial element against everyone. Everyone's, you know, there's, there, racism isn't, you know, isn't just designated for certain segments of the culture. Black people can be racist. White people can be racist. Chinese people can be racist. Martians can be racist. It's just the way it is. And if you do not think for some regards of the fan base, there's not a racial preference for your quarterback, then then you're kind of lying to yourself. And you may not want to hear this conversation. You may not want to talk about it. You may be uncomfortable about it, but maybe that's what we need to be. Maybe we need to be uncomfortable. Maybe we need to point out the fact that Giants in over 100-year histories have never drafted an African-American quarterback and only started two 
and their 100 plus year history. Now, I've always said there's, I don't feel that there's a racial element from the mayors in reference to that. I think a lot of it has to be with the quarterbacks that you have had. You had Phil Sims from 79 to what, 83? You had, you know, you had Eli from, you know, 2004 to 2019. You know, you had Kerry Collins in there for almost, what, five years as well. So, I mean, I don't think there was an opportunity, uh, you know, at that point in time to find the quarterback because they weren't really looking for one because you have a good 30-year stretch, if not, you know, almost 40-year stretch where, you know, you had a starting quarterback. The Giants have been lucky in that aspect in regards to they have had quarterbacks for an extended period of time. They, you know, they, we had a little bit of dearth in the early 2000s and, then, and also in the mid-90s after Sims left. You know, I'm not going to go back to the 60s and 70s because no one remembers that besides me. But you, you never, I don't think there was opportunity, you know, to, to make that draft pick, you know, especially for a starting quarterback in the first round. But, you, you know, you can also question the fact of what about the second round, about the third round, about the fourth round, about the fifth round, the sixth, seventh, eighth, twelfth, you know, when we went back to, when we used to have 12 rounds. But, you know, you, you always have, you always have to look at the elephant in the room and say, is there, is there an element of this? People always say, Tim, why aren't you more popular? <laughs> well, this is the reason why. Because I talk about shit like this. <laughs> I speak of the truth. Because the truth shall always set you free. That seems like from a show. Maybe Mad Ramley's of a Gen Xer. Shameless plug. James Williams will be in the his house this Friday. I don't know if we're going to stream on Friday or Saturday. We have not decided yet. But James is going to be here in studio we're going to have a lot of fun with that stream because my brother from another mother is going to be coming in here, lighting it up like he always does, talking giants, and I'm excited about it. And as always, don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to ring that bell because you want to know why. That'd be awesome.